0: You may have heard the expression, stealing from Peter to pay Paul, or if you haven't, the phrase essentially means that you are unwilling to take responsibility for yourself to pay your debts, so you are willing to put that on someone else. You are willing to take someone else's goods and give them to someone else. In the case of Robin Hood, this idea of stealing from Peter to pay Paul is given a positive light. When Robin Hood steals from the evil Prince John, he is doing it out of a moral obligation, for Prince John is a tyrant. He steals from the poor to feed his own ambitions and keep his resources plentiful. Rather than spreading out his wealth, he hoards it. He keeps good things from people, namely his own people, his own subjects. In any story, this is the makings of a great villain. And by all accounts, Prince John is a great villain. He's spoiled, entitled, ignorant, and selfish. All of the characteristics necessary for making a strong antagonist and worthy of being overtaken by a good protagonist, i.e. Robin Hood. But seeing as Robin Hood only steals for the purpose of giving to others and not for his own benefit, is this a quality that we'd see as admirable today? And even more so, is stealing right, even if it's meant to give others to who are less fortunate? I'm J.C.L. Felto, and this is episode 73 of the Writer's Lens: Robin Hood, and the False Virtues of Stealing. Hey, all right. Welcome back to the Writer's Lens. I'm JC Alfalto. As you know already from the intro, if you've made it this far, uh, back from a rather long hiatus. Uh, I've been, i want uh, most people would say they're, they've been on their dissertation or something like that, but I've just basically been lazy. I have not been able to sit down and do any kind of podcasting really. Uh, I've uh, just been busy with other matters and uh, my home is getting a kitchen remodel done. Those take a long time. And if you ever wanted to test your marriage uh, in some capacity, uh, remodel your kitchen uh, and have multiple kids involved as well. It's a it's a great way to put your marriage to the test. So that being said, woe is me. Uh, again, be sure to check out The Narrative Wars, my other podcast, which I promise to have more content out by the time I get through this relatively difficult, rough patch uh, trying to produce more content. So thanks for sticking with me coming back. Uh, the podcast is still getting a lot of hits per month. So I'm, I'm very much happy about that. And again, like I said, before we even get going, if you have comments for me or if you're just like, Josh, what the heck's going on? Please be sure to hit me up at jclfelto.com. You can send me an email from that website. That's my main blogging site. Probably the best way to get in touch with me any way, shape or form. So anyway, let's get on with the topic at hand, Robin Hood. Okay, Robin Hood, and when I say that name Robin Hood, you probably have at least one of two different images coming to mind. You might picture the Fox character from the Disney classic, uh, or maybe you're thinking of Russell Crowe in the most recent uh, version of Robin Hood uh, with Jamie Fox, or maybe you're thinking of Kevin Costner uh, and his version from the 90s and that song, Everything I Do, I Do It For You. So, uh, or maybe if you're listening to this and that's just too old for you, I'm sorry to hear that. But anyway, uh, I'm going to focus on just the story itself. It's not going to just be one movie per se, but I am going to quote one of the movies for the purpose of this podcast. And that's the one I want to start off with as a good uh, question to posit here which comes from the Disney version and I'm sorry if you're disappointed I'm not using the Kevin Costner or the Russell Crowe version of Robin Hood but the very beginning of the Robin Hood story from Disney begins with the moral dilemma that this whole podcast is about which uh, was part of the catalyst for why I wanted to do this episode about Robin Hood because in the very beginning of the of the of the movie Little John who is a bear in this in this version of the story is talking to Robin Hood, who's a fox character, and he pauses for a moment, and he's looking at Robin Hood, and he just says to his buddy, he says, Hey, Rob, are are we good guys? And to which Robin Hood replies, You know, why do you ask such you know, why do you ask this question? And so little John says to him, You know, you know, stealing from the rich to give to the poor. And I'm obviously going to add a little bit here, but he's like, you know, are we good guys for, for doing that? And Robin Hood says to him, stealing, you know, why you know, why would you say that? We are merely borrowing from those who can afford it. And Little, little John then says, which is a bit of a deflection away from this uh, rather, you know, kind of ambiguous answer, or maybe the answer that he's looking for to make it justified, Little John says borrow, you know, like a question mark. Well, we're in a lot of debt then, aren't we? Which, of course, is meant to be a funny little sort of end note to the conversation, which means like if you're borrowing money from people, you're eventually going to return it. And so they've been stealing money while borrowing money for a long time, and little John poking fun at the idea that they actually are going to need to uh, pay it back. And you know what? Before I even get going even further, I want to make mention of Robin Hood Men in Tights, because there was another version. I was just thinking of that as I was naming off the different versions of Robin Hood. Men in Tights, the, the great comedy, the comedic Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Maybe you thought of that one instead. I don't know. Maybe I, one of the four versions of Robin Hood out there. I'm sorry. I totally blanked on that one. So I just wanted to insert that real quick. But anyway, back to back to the posed question by Little John to Robin Hood. Are we the good guys? Are we good guys for the things that we're doing? And this is, like I said, this is the very crux of this episode. Is this idea of stealing from rich people to give to poor people a a virtuous act? You know, is it really a good thing? Because, you know, let's just get it out in the open. Robin Hood's a thief, okay? The, the story, the folklore behind it, he's a thief, okay? He's a He's a thief. He's stealing from people who have money, namely Prince John, and then he's giving it away to other people. But he's still a thief, okay? He's still a thief at the end of the day. I mean, but but is he a good thief, right? Is it good that he does these things? Because, like I said, whenever someone steals something, technically, when you're stealing something, you're doing it for yourself. But Robin Hood, like you know, is he a selfish guy? You know, is he a selfish guy for doing this? Uh, it makes me also think of <clears throat> a story from Les Mis, uh, which was a it's a musical. It's been done many times, but the most recent one that I'm aware of has Hugh Jackman, uh, Anne Hathaway, and Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe is also in this again. This is kind of a Russell Crowe kind of episode. But there's a story in Les Mis, or it's pretty much the catalyst for most of it, is that Hugh Jackman stole a loaf of bread to feed his sister's child. And he ends up spending copious amounts of years in, in a prison for it. But he ends up forgiving the people that that kept him there. Uh, even though he tried to run away, he had stole a loaf of bread, but it was this horrible, horrible sentencing that he received for stealing that loaf of bread. But again, he was stealing something and the law says, don't steal. You know, you're not supposed to steal from someone. Uh, And when you do steal from someone, you're taking it without them willingly giving it to you. That's, quote-unquote, breaking the law. Most every single human government that exists now does not uh, allow for this, okay? They don't endorse it. Uh, They're not promoting it by any stretch of the imagination. And yet, if you do this, regardless of your circumstances, you're going to go to jail. You're going to go to prison. You will be held accountable for stealing. So Robin Hood is like an outlaw, okay? He's, He's basically an outlaw... But, he, but again, he's like a good outlaw, right? 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 I mean, that's again, this is the this is the posed question. Now, granted, like I said before, Prince John, who is the normally is the villain of every one of these stories, he's portrayed as being this very selfish, spoiled. I mean, the the Disney version has him basically as a big baby. Okay, he's, he's like Will Ferrell from Step Brothers or John C. Riley from Step Brothers, just this giant, immature person who is several years down the road of life. Should be a responsible adult by now who takes accountability for their actions, but instead is just a giant whining brat. That's that's the the depiction in the Disney film, and in the other films, he he has various other uh, you know horrible character traits that aren't quite as comedic as the ones we find in the Disney version. But you get the idea. Prince John is a he's a bad dude. Okay, he's he's not a good guy. Okay, or lion if you're if we're still referring to the Disney version where they're all animals. So again, we would then look at this and say, this is justified, right? This is a good thing that we are going to steal from the bad guy and give to all of the less fortunates who are poor. Now, we're in the height of 2020 right now. It's political season, and I've been listening to politicians for the last year tout their their plans to alleviate poverty, their plans to uh, give money back to lower classes, Uh, of course, me being in America. There's always a lot of talk around struggling middle-class families and those that are in the lower class poverty level uh, who are part of the impo- uh, the poverty line, who live below the poverty line, etc., and ways that politicians say they can quote-unquote solve the issue of poverty in America. Now, I come from a biblical perspective, and this might offend some or it might make some people roll their eyes, but Jesus always said, hey, you're always going to have the poor. The poor will always be with you. But what that does not mean is that the poor will always be poor. One of the great things about America is that you have the ability to move up and down the ladder of economic success. You don't have to stay where you are. And one of the really, really bad narratives that we have in this country is that a person who's in poverty will stay in poverty their whole life. That there's no way out unless a politician shows up and holds them by the hand or convinces them to vote for them that they will somehow get out of poverty. There's a lot of folks that have gotten out of poverty and become economic successes. I mean, there's a lot of rags-to-riches stories. I mean, it's an old saying. So with that sort of mobility that we have, economic mobility in America at least, to go from rags-to-riches, is a story like Robin Hood still relevant for American people? I mean, is it still a relevant tale that we can relate to in a sense of, well— can I really get on board with this guy? I mean, this is kind of a bad idea because I have all the power now within reason to move up the the ladder of economic success without actually stealing from Peter to pay Paul or stealing from someone in order to, to, to get ahead. Now, again, I'm not naive to this reality that people still steal. Okay. The, the past summer of 2020 in America, especially we've seen looting, we've seen rioting. Uh, I mean, the, the national news has been covering this for a long time, that people are just breaking into shops and businesses uh, you know, via either they're involved with this group or that group or whatever. A lot of civil unrest, social unrest going on uh, in the midst of all that, uh, in, in the midst of everything else that's been going on in 2020. But again, anyone who steals is typically seen as a bad person, or at least they're exhibiting bad behavior. You shouldn't be stealing from people. That's why we have a bartering system. That's why we have an exchange of money. Forced altruism is what it's often called. Look, I have something of value to you, and you have something of value to give to me. I will give you money, which therefore you need to go buy your things that you want that are good, and you will give me the thing that I desire with the money that I have made, and I will use to pay for it. Stealing basically cuts all that out. It says, look, I'm just going to take this because I think I deserve it or because I'm in need of it, and I'm going to bypass the exchange and just take it from you. Robin Hood, of course, is a little bit different in that he takes the money, he doesn't keep it. He gives it to other people. So there's this act of sort of uh, of humanitarianism that happens where he says, look, I don't need this money, but I know some other people that do. So he takes it from someone with a lot more money and then gives it to him, And that's exactly what he says in the beginning of the story. He says, "Look, look, look, little John. Don't get so caught up in this. We're just borrowing it from people who have enough to afford it, and then we give it to those that are struggling to pay or to or pay their taxes or feed their kids. So don't worry about it. It's not bad. It's actually good that we're doing these things." We'll get back to that in a moment, but I wanted to I wanted to touch base on that idea of the taxes and the you know the whole storyline of how the people of Nottingham, which is where this is all taking place, are paying these absurd taxes to the king, to you know to Prince John. Uh, king Richard is not there, uh, which actually is a pretty fascinating story if you go back and look at it. King Richard's off fighting in the Crusades, and they actually mention this and all this other kind of stuff. But anyway. In the now of Nottingham, Prince John is heavily taxing all of his subjects. He's heavily taxing all the people within the towns, the villages surrounding his kingdom who pay into and provide resources within the kingdom. Uh, He's taxing them heavily. So back in the old days, uh, and still to some extent now this still happens, you pay a tax to live within the confines of the kingdom that gives you protection uh, the military watches after you that's sort of the trade-off you get to, to live within the within the walls or within the boundary lines of a certain country or country line and the knights will protect you the military will protect you from an invading force and if it, someone does attack you you have at least a safeguard or place you can go. Now the problem of course the double-edged sword and all this is that if your ruler is horrible, and is mean and nasty and selfish and wants all the, the riches for themselves, they can tax the bejesus out of you, forcing you into poverty. But again, they could do that. And that's, again, where Robin Hood comes in. He's this fly-by-night outlaw who's, he's not Batman by any stretch of the imagination, but he's running around taking stuff from Prince John or from other dignitaries, from rich folk, uh, and then he's giving them over to the poor folks Uh, within the kingdom. So this ignites a lot in me as far as an individual. And I'm just thinking like, what if I lived in that time period? What would I be doing myself? Would I want to take up the mantle of Robin Hood? Would I be someone that even if I were rich, would I turn my hands over to the poor and give them the money uh, that they need to survive? You know, what would I do? What would I do? I'll be upfront with anyone listening to this right now. I tithe to my church. My wife and I, we tithe that we, you know, we give money to our church faithfully. We've given to other organizations. We've given money to nonprofits before. We have given money away at a moment's notice when we feel like we should and we've sponsored children uh, overseas, things like that. And every single time I've done it, there have been a few times where I really felt good about giving money away for this benefit or for that person or whatever. But most of the time, I, I don't feel very comfortable with it. I don't to be completely transparent, I don't always feel so comfortable doing it. So I shudder to think what it would be like if I were faced with those situations. Now granted, again, I'm, I'm not trying to say I'm heartless or something, okay, don't, don't 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 hear me wrong here. If there were someone on the side of the street who was deathly ill and needed 10 or 15 bucks or maybe a trip to the hospital, I will gladly take that person. Hopefully I'm never running into those situations because my goodness, that would be such a rush of just craziness going on, but Uh, you know, and I have given to, uh, here I am now trying to justify all these things so that you don't think I'm horrible. I have given to people on the side of the road before who've been asking for a few bucks. But I hate to think of how my perception would be in those time periods if you were someone with, of royalty and you were brought up in royalty and that's all you ever knew was royalty and you had almost a perception of people that weren't royalty. How would you treat them? What would it Take to change your heart to see them better so that you wouldn't need a Robin Hood type character, that you wouldn't actually need a person who's going to actively try to steal from you to give to the poor and do this sort of forced charity. Now, in America right now, we have a lot of forced charity that goes on. Uh, Taxpayer dollars end up paying for a lot of different things. Uh, One of the chief ones that I really can't get on board with is a lot of the taxpayer dollars that might go towards things like Planned Parenthood's and whatnot uh, for the, the you know the killing of of uh, you know unborn children. Uh, to me, that's a, a gross overstep of of taxpayer dollars, et cetera, those kinds of things. But there are things that our taxes go to pay for that we don't have any clue about. And many times, politicians are campaigning on the idea that if we tax you for this, this will help society be better in X, Y, Z reason. So in many ways, I I kind of almost look at our politicians like Robin Hoods. They are basically looking at the uh, many classes of America, the different economics stances of people. And they're saying, look, if you just elect me, I will be your Robin Hood. I will figure out where to put your your monies when we tax you and fund it towards this social initiative or towards this social project. And the culture will be better because you've elected me to allocate these, these resources for you. I'm not really on board with that very much. Uh, I tend to be a little more libertarian in this, but uh, I'm not really always on board with that idea because as virtuous as it may seem to take money from people who have more than you to give to other people who have less, it's still stealing, right? It's still going to be stealing unless that person has a legitimate heart change has been appealed to has been persuaded they can turn around and give monies to people who do need it all right on the appeal of hey you don't want these people to suffer you you wouldn't want to suffer yourself right there's a there's uh there's a persuasion of empathy to be had but i think it even goes deeper than that than just just human empathy i think it goes deeper into the realm of having a charitable and generous heart in general because if you're charitable and generous and you start to cultivate that as part of your character, that will seep into many other parts of your life, period. You'll start to see you giving more charity to people and more grace to people and things. Maybe you can be more forgiving. Not that you forget what they do, but perhaps you can handle anxious situations better. Maybe you can be a little more generous with a person that might say something out of slight, and then you know if they come back and apologize to you, you can forgive them easier because you haven't you know, you know, haven't internalized it to the point where, I can never forgive this person. These are difficult things to do, of course. These are very difficult things for any one person to take on, which is, again, why, and I'm kind of bringing this full circle here, why a character like Robin Hood seems so admirable. Because since it's so hard for us, I think, in general, whether we're uh, a person with a lot of cash or someone who's been living below poverty for a long time, it's very hard for us to relate to either of those circumstances, depending upon what perspective we're coming from. And so having a middle person like a Robin Hood who's distributing that can leave us justified where we are. Well, look, I make a lot of money, but I, I I pay a lot of taxes, or or this person's kind of stealing from me to give to these people, that's unfair, right? And I can blame, I can blame this Robin Hood over here for my situation rather than taking personal responsibility and actually wanting to be charitable myself. On the other hand, if I uh, if I am growing up believing that rich people are the enemy, even if I have the opportunity to make more money and money becomes like a god of mine that I just pursue and I pursue and I pursue, I could have a lot of resentment for people I've never met before. Even if I do get to middle class standards and I do start living a little more comfortably economically, I could still turn my nose up to people who have more money than me thinking that they're the devil or something or that they've inherited money. They've never had to work hard in their life. They never had to get past anything. If only if only a Robin Hood would show up and just take their money away from them and sweep the carpet out from under them and give it to me, I would know what to do with that money. I me I would know what to do. So you know whether or not Robin Hood was ever a real person, whether or not Robin Hood was actually uh, a, a real character, still being a story that that sort of is fed out of this idea that that there's a difference, in economic standing for people, whether they're rich or for their, or whether they're poor, there is a desire for us not so much to have equality of outcome, but we want everyone... It, it benefits us if the people around us feel like they're living a good life because that means they leave you alone. If they feel like they have the resources they need, they will leave you alone. You can live your life how you feel. And that's, again, one of the great blessings about America is that you do have those rights. You do have the, the rights to live a life that you want to, or to do certain things that you want to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But that means you can't infringe on others. That is where Robin Hood, again, comes in. Robin Hood coming in to take money from the rich, to give to the poor, to reallocate those funds. Those crafty politicians, <laughs> and they're all of their campaigning to do so. But at the end of the day, I will always advocate for the heart change, for the persuasion, for... The convincing of people that do have great resources, that you're not just doing it to give money away. You're doing it because you want the society and the world you live in to be better, period. And although money is not the answer, resources are not the answer for people to live uh, happy and joy-filled lives. We know that money is not the answer. I remember a, a story I heard years ago that I thought was just, just kind of heartbreaking almost. There was a gentleman sharing story at a, I think it was, might have been a men's gathering, or it was like a, maybe a church function or something, where this guy was from the United Kingdom, he knew many prominent artists, painters in the art community, this is years and years ago, but one of his best friends had sold a painting for like a quarter of a million dollars, or something like that, it was something insane, it was a lot of money, and they were sitting in his apartment, uh, or his flat, or wherever he was living, And the gentleman telling the story says, he goes, I'm sitting there with a guy who has just basically sold a painting for an obscene amount of money. And he's got all this cash and he's got all these works piling in and coming in. And he looked at me and he said, I wish someone had told me that when I got to the top, there was nothing there. That even though I had achieved all of the money and riches that I'd ever hoped I could get. I still felt empty inside. All that pursuit of money had left me empty at the end of the day. Now, granted, he followed his passion, which is, you know, again, I'm, I'm for that. If you can utilize your gift for the benefit, benefit of not just yourself but others, go for it. You know, absolutely go for that. But this idea that money, just stealing money from people to give to others, is going to solve the problem of poverty, I would say you're sorely misled in that issue because, not only does the rich person have to change their heart about the way they see the world, but to the person who is poor economically, they also have to have a heart posture that if they do receive resources from someone else, that they're not going to squander it, that they're not going to continue to be embittered towards the one who gave them the money in the first place. Or perhaps they become entitled in some sense, like this is how I will survive. I will will project to people that I'm I'm just downtrodden so therefore they'll just give me money. I know people like this. I know master manipulators like this who will do things like this so that people will just give them money because they feel bad for them. There's all kinds of heart changes that have to change that that have to happen in order for you to live in a society, in a surrounding community that's better for everybody. That's going to be better for everybody and it has to begin with a charitable heart. And Robin Hood, to me, is that manifestation, if not the personification, of sort of passing the buck along and saying, if only we had a guy that could steal on behalf of what is good and righteous, we could level the playing field and everybody will be happy. But again, we all know that doesn't solve the problem. Just reallocating monies does not solve the problem for anybody. So uh, is there such a thing as a good thief? Yeah, I don't think so. I I really don't think so. I think having looked at this and analyzed it, it really doesn't. And if anything, it absolves us from actually solving the issues in the first place. (laughs) Those who are greedy with their cash or those that live below the poverty line who are just downtrodden, who do need the resources, absolutely who need the resources to get out of that situation. But once they do, what will they do with it? Where is their heart posture? Uh, you know, just because a person is poor economically doesn't mean that they're innocent in some way either. It, it, it could mean that, they're, that they've become that way because they did squander the cash that they've been given or they had spent it frivolously and everybody bailed on them and, and left them for, you know, for, uh, you know, to be on their own or whatever because they couldn't stand being around them. There's all kinds of things like that that can happen. So it begins with the hard posture, how we see the world, what kind of horizon we want to head towards. Otherwise, we'll keep hiring Robin Hoods. Otherwise, we'll keep turning to Robin Hoods to do all the dirty work for us. And uh, and uh, it, we, we won't really get anywhere in our communities or even at large as a nation, period. So, so anyway, that's my episode on Robin Hood and what I consider to be the false virtue of stealing from the rich to give to the poor. Uh, what do you think of that? I mean, do you agree with this conclusion? Do you agree with this theme? Do you like the story of Robin Hood? Which one is your favorite? <laughs> There's a lot of questions there, but which one is your favorite? I mean, uh, me personally, now that I threw men in tights back into the ring, oh, man, I think uh, I'm still going to have to go with the Disney version. I think I still like the Disney version the best just because of the nostalgia. I just, I'm not always the biggest fan of the animals talking and everything. Lion King is another exception for me, but... Uh, but it's still, to me, got some of the best classic lines in it. And it's got some good music, too. So you, can, you can't go wrong with that. So anyway, good old classic Disney. Um, classic Disney, that is. So that'll be it for me on this episode. Welcome back to The Writer's Lens. Thanks for tuning in again, uh, guys. Be sure again to like, share, subscribe. Share the, the podcast with someone who might enjoy it. Uh, and like getting their bell rung on, on themes like this or talking through storytelling, as I do love storytelling, as you'll tell from this podcast. And don't forget to check out The Narrative Wars also on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you can find it. Uh, yours truly over there talking about even more intense things than just stealing from the rich and getting the poor and whether or not uh, animals talking is a good thing or not. So, Anywho, until next time, I'm J.C. Alfelto. Have a good rest of the week, guys, and I'll catch you up again soon.